Hi. Good morning, everyone. Paul Alcoholic uh, again. These are just reflections on the program, the way of life, from a participant in the program. The emphasis is on looking at everything from the reference point of self is what has defeated us, and to sort of get clear, not so much about the us, but about self, and see at least get a working understanding to recognize uh, it may not be you. And the, so we use images and other people do too. They'll call it a demonic possession or, uh, you know, parasitical movement or a foreign pathogen. But those images, what they really do is uh, produce a different paradigm instead of being instead of being identified as the disease, we see the disease as other. And I found great uh, solace and peace in that change of the paradigm. Without knowing it, I found myself to be uh, caught in the statement of self can't get out of self before recovery and after recovery. And uh, it's, a, it's a very important statement in our community in America, I'm sure it's everywhere, which is self can get out of self. Now, AA allowed me to recognize the first idea of self as being something else, let's call it alcoholism. And that provided by seeing my nature, my, the, uh, the seeing my role in things, and then basically by seeing my role in things, I got to see self's role in things. Uh, with that view, uh, more got more uh, was revealed and is revealed about what I'm not. And today we'll be going on page six and seven, and that's the appropriate response to a revelation about what you're not is to bring it to step six and seven, basically. And um, we'll go over it in a little while. And this is just the way I've used it in the program. And I still, I don't use it as much anymore, uh, which is great. <laughs> That's part of the solution of the program is that it becomes uh, an aspect of you that you're not working or being worked upon by. It's just, it's just uh, part and parcel of what you would call you and your life. After, you know, hopefully, hopefully we get established in that condition of being very clear about what we are and what we're not. And I would say what we realize in AA sooner or later is that we are a, a non-mental, non-physical condition, having the experience of a mental, physical condition, like they say. We're a spirit having a human experience instead of a human trying to experience a spiritual point of view. And, uh, and those are really contradictory in a way, and it's beautiful for that switch that gets stabilized, where... Uh, by seeing what you're not, you get a sense of what you are. And I would, you could term it spiritual or a spirit or something, but it's really a negation of what you thought you were. It's not really anything in and of itself. It's just not that. Yeah, not, 
not the thinker, not the doer, not the seer, not the feeler, but more the feeling, the seeing, the doing, the thinking. Yeah. So, in a weird way, AA turned me, or actually didn't turn me, it broke down the interest and attention in, in the interpretive life of a noun and a verb into feeling alive, which is verbing. Yeah. And, uh, there's no way the noun could have ever produced that. But the noun, because it isn't one, it's easy to outgrow the nounness and to become aware of the verbness, which is being alive, you know, and sensing the presence and feeling a new power flow in. In all those ways they describe it, a loss of interest in self and a gaining an interest in others and you know, you don't look at what you can get from things, you look at what you can contribute. All of those aren't lofty ideals. They're observations of a transformation, yeah? Before the transformation, you hope for them as lofty ideals, but you realize they're part and parcel of a transformation that we've entered through the effect of the program on us, yeah? We get changed. I don't believe I change anything, really we get changed and the change is caught in the statement perhaps there's a better way trusting something infinite rather than finite self that's really basically the determining factor of how life is looked at if i'm trusting self i'm usually looking at at life with great suspicion and i'm afraid i'm going to lose what i have and not get what i want as a basic daily uh weather front so to speak if I start seeing life from trusting something infinite, there's an ease and comfort in my day, and I have the ability to outshine circumstances and situations instead of constantly being outshined by circumstances and situations. So it's an incredible transformation we're under to the point where, you know, we'll have a whole new attitude and a whole new outlook of life. That's an incredible... Uh, you would think that you would have to come off the road of life and be in a garage for years for that to be changed. But the program does it on the, you know, we're still moving, we're still living day to day. We're not in an institution for five years or in, a, in an enclave of a retreat for three years to try to produce an effect or an experience. We've actually been transformed in daily living by the principles and the grace and the power of AA or what the power that uses AA to come through to us. So what made it seem so clear was when I f had a recognition that I was not self and how I felt self was, wasn't an ego. It was a feeling of being the thinker when thoughts were noticed. It was the feeling that was produced by some method, some mental movement, that when every action that ever came through the body of Paul was claimed to be Paul's action. And from my deep experience of addiction and being taken over by the parasite of alcoholism and addiction, it was so obvious that I was apt to do almost anything under the influence. The, the, the sense of being the doer was very, very shaky because I was seemingly, you know, like they, we say that you're going to have a realization that God is doing for you what you can't do for yourself. Well, I think there's a prior realization where you realize alcoholism did through me what I would never have done by myself, really.
<laughs> I'd like to get that realization clear, that alcohol has done through me what I would never have done by myself. I wouldn't have. I haven't since. Yeah. So this idea of being the doer and the thinker and all this is really on shaky ground. And I feel a life of real addiction, a real ad- addict or alcoholic's life, uh, that should have come to light. Or at least you can see it in hindsight, that how can I be the doer uh, when I wasn't doing it? You know, something drove me to, I mean, crawling around on a rug looking for imaginary pieces of cocaine wasn't something that I did normally or, you know, every day. If I'd go to someone's house, I'd jump on the rug and start looking for cocaine. You know what I mean? I was driven to that behavior by something, and I don't believe it was me. So uh, the recognition of self and being convinced of this fact that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. That's what it's asking. You can look at the program in a lot of ways. I'm just looking at it this way. Being convinced, on page 64, which is the requirement, so what are we convinced of? They've just presented the case, you know, the, the, uh, the third step paragraphs and everything like that about self, yeah? Self is what has defeated us. Any life run on self-will will hardly be a success. Self, 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 you know, appearing in thousands of forms, whatever. I mean, the, there has been a lot of pointing to the, to the culprit, but how does the culprit appear? in daily living yeah well it appears with a great faith in the thought system really i'm believing false evidence therefore false evidence is appearing real to me and my whole day is based on false evidence appearing real and i really believe the the initial false evidence is the image of paul like i always say it but when i went into here to aa People would tell me, hey, you got to be willing to save your ass instead of your face. But at that point, I thought my face was my ass. I was living an image. I was defending an image. I was captured by an image. And I was a great devotee to the narration of the, of the life of that image. And it was just uh, the shadow became more dominant than me. And I lived from the shadow point of view. Everyone saw me and they knew I was fucked, but they didn't see me as the shadow, which wasn't fucked. It was just portraying someone that was fucked. You know, it was so weird. So uh, I look at everything in the program from this idea. And uh, I I think the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. If you travel lighter, if you have a new basis in your life, and it withstands living, you know, for years and years and years, you've seen that, you know, not everything went my way, but whatever way it went, I traveled labor through it. And what more do you want? And to me, that's, if you can get the exact nature of the wrong, a clarity about that, it's sort of like a row of knots, and that's the first knot. And that first knot, a thread goes to all the other knots. And when that's loosened, the first knot, you'll see the effects in all the aspects of your life. 
Perhaps there'll be a better way. Yeah, a better way in relationship. Maybe you'll be able to receive and give love and you'll be able to withstand intimacy. And all these things can, can occur, not brought about by me, but expressed through me, yeah, by this power. But how do I align with that power? Well, I need to know the exact nature of the wrong. If not, the wrong may be practicing the program. And it's going to severely limit the effects that are available in the program. So, yeah. Today, I think we're going to go to page, uh, we're going to do six and seven. And six and seven, if you read the vision for you, it says, you know, this power is going to constantly reveal to us more stuff. Well, a lot of the stuff is revealed is about what I'm not. It's about the alcoholism. It's about the addiction, the nature of the addiction and alcoholism. And when I can see it before it takes form, before it starts producing heavy consequences, which makes me totally blind to what's going on. And I just have to react to what's going on because I've got court dates and all this shit going on. Yeah. When I see the formulation of the disease ready to defeat me, I take it to step six and seven. I'm not talking about going home after the fifth step and just taking an hour and asking for all the character defects because that's sort of like after an autopsy. All right. You've done an autopsy of the fourth and, and in the fifth street, you've gone over it with with a, a doctor and you've realized, oh, that's why the liver is sick and that's the kidney. So, OK, I'm entirely ready to have all of that removed. Well, you keep on living and the disease keeps on living. As long as you're living, the, the, the disease is drawing a breath from us. It's it may be dormant. It may be stilled, but it's not gone. Yeah. The problem will not exist for you a day at a time, but it still exists. It's still a possibility as long as you're a possibility because it lives through us. Yeah. So when you see it as other, when you see it as foreign, a possibility comes into your life, which is you can be free from it, literally free from it. And, it's, and then for me, it showed me I'd been trying to be free as it for most of my life since I've been six years old. And it told me in like a flash, my, my whole, you could see my, all, most of my behavior from six years on was basically self trying to get out of self. I saw, I felt a discomfort and let's call that self, but I didn't know the response to the discomfort was also self. So I got caught and it was Paul wanting to get out of self or Paul wanting to get out of the discomfort. That made total sense to Paul. I didn't know Paul was self. I had no idea until I did. And when I saw that, wow, I realized, Jesus Christ, I can be free from that. Because at that point, that aspect of the problem was trying to be free from the other aspect of the problem. The known aspect of the problem, yeah, it wanted to get free from that. But that movement was an unknown aspect of the problem. Without knowing it, self was trying to get out of self. And therefore, that's why nothing freaking worked. So this is just, um, uh, I'm just sharing what happened with me with the hopes that maybe it will ring true for one of you or a few of you. So that basically, you know, you can have a, 
you'll see a, a gradual or a quick uh, traveling lighter. You will. You'll lose interest in self and you'll gain interest in whatever, your own life or whatever's happening. Yeah, you'll be not how, having these ideas as lofty ideals and hoping to move towards them. You'll be expressing them and you'll observe it. You'll observe the change. So six and seven is when I recognize something during my day or I see it starting to formulate a fuck it, you know, like it's trying to lead me to fuck something about what's going on in my life or I catch it, you know, getting its little building blocks to doing something. I immediately go, hey, God, I'm entirely ready. I'm entirely ready. That power that I have an intimacy with through the the effects of this program for 30-something years, I it's a sense feltness. I say, hey, I'm entirely ready for this to be reconfigured, yeah? Because to me, I think it's all energy, yeah? The knots aren't the knots. They're the same rope, yeah? It can be straightened out, and that rope can fucking save you, or it can fucking become a noose and hang you. But the rope is just energy, yeah? So I go, okay, I'm... I'm willing, I'm entirely ready to have it removed. Then I say, and I ask this power to remove it. What is it I'm asking to remove? Not a dead autopsy of, of defects of character, but an aspect of the disease that I'm noticing before it becomes me, yeah? Before it assumes my position, before it says it's me, I see it and I ask it to be removed. And that's six and seven. And I notice that when I, recognize alcoholism by someone sharing in a, in a meeting, I use it, I feel there's a loving God in our groups, and that's like a booster rocket. I give it, I do a lot of it at meetings where I do step six and seven, and I ask that power to remove it, and there's a lot of juice there, and I have a great confidence that it's reconfigured, yeah? That's sort of like putting out the garbage on Tuesday night. I don't sit up all Tuesday night waiting to see if the garbage man comes. I have faith the garbage man is going to come Wednesday morning because he has for years, yeah? It's not like a leap of faith. The program works. I don't have, a, I don't have faith in the program based on hope. I have faith based on evidence. Something did for me what they, uh, no human power could do, and it continues to keep doing for me what no human power can do. That's not a leap of faith. I have faith in the I'm, I have faith in the infinite. The faith that was in the finite has been moved. Yeah, has been moved. Yeah, by this program. So, all right, that's it. Eh? Okay, thanks very much, Paul. So, um, it's time to get your hands up. Um, you want to ask a question to Paul as it relates to um, what he's just been speaking about steps. Um, six and seven and um or anything to, as it relates to the steps so there's no hands up at the moment oh there is glasgow na oh you've been here before haven't you glasgow na.com okay i'll unmute you there mate there you go um my name's donald i'm an alcoholic uh thanks hey. for letting me in uh step six and seven um um i read once I remain teachable, um, whether it's correct or not, that, that if I'm greedy, I'll never be perfect, regarding a shortcoming, a character defect. And what, what is inevitable? Um, we'll have to ask a question, right, okay. 
uh, have to ask a question. Um, the big book, the AA big book says, with this attitude you cannot fail. Some people rubbish the big book. Some people only stay away for the first drink. It's impossible to get drunk. So a question is, is that correct? Is the big book is the book wrong? A guy says to him in a pub one day, I see some the book says this a football book. He says the book's wrong. So the big book says with this attitude you cannot fail. So friend of L W with your view on this? Uh what where is where is this on what page? I think it's near the beginning of the big book. I haven't got it on me. But it so says it's, I think it's round about uh we can outgrow the fear. Oh yeah. So he, what is he's talk? Is he is he saying it's willingness? If you have willingness, not you can't fail. It could be. Um, what was well, the quality uh, he was saying was essential for you not to fail? Earnestness or willingness? I think. It, well, sometimes I have to ask my higher power for the willingness um, to continue. I have to ask for the willingness to forgive. Yeah. Um, but it could be that you're sober, you're breathing. So it could be for people who, I was told the solution is contained in the big book. And it could be if you're a big book punter that uh, you cannot fail. So that's a satisfactory answer, thanks. Willingness. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, see, willingness uh, and then the and. When the willingness is directed by the program, it turns into growth, yes? So mm -hmm. we're masters of changing our feelings. I mean, I used to get loaded to change my feelings all day. <clears throat> but there was no growth there, really. But see, what the program does puts us into a directed, <clears throat> a directed program of change that's growth, yeah? So mm -hmm. you, you, grow, you outgrow fear and you grow into other conditions. And you could say that process is caught by the statement in the fear inventory, perhaps there's a better way, trusting something infinite rather than finite self. Well, that's the program. It's an outgrowing of fear. So you could say fear, the root of fear in a way, or the cause of fear in AA's point of view is self-reliance, yeah? So when you're outgrowing fear, you're outgrowing reliance on self, yeah? Which means you're outgrowing having faith in a failed system. And now that faith is being put into a reliable system and a reliable principle and in the, and in the power of the infinite. So basically, a lot of times the willingness, you know, you go through periods where you're more willing and less willing in a way, but the first year of the program, if you get the right habits in place, those habits are going to be like a bridge from a lack of willingness to when you start feeling willing again. Yeah, the habits will carry us through a lot of shit because instead of thinking I'm going to go to a meeting today, you're just thinking which one. So you're to me, I think the first year, the willingness and all that stuff is so important because it's sort of the cement of the foundation that the rest of the years of sobriety are gonna rest on. And the idea of habit is so important to me because a habit, if the problem does reside in the mind, so it's in, it's in the narration that's going on, 
you don't want to have your sobriety based on the problem. You want, so basically a habit is an action without thought. You don't think about it anymore. That's the beauty of it. Because when you think about the solution, you're introducing the problem into it, yeah? yeah. So the idea of willingness and earnestness gets carried a lot farther than we would have carried it by a program. So that willingness I had when I came in has carried to 32 years. Without a way of life, that willingness would have died out in a few weeks probably, yeah? Or a day. <laughs> so Thanks. whatever willingness we have, the program breathes a, a large amount of life into it, yeah? So just the, little, the most... The smallest little bit of willingness aligned with the program or given to the program can have a 35-year uh, life of sobriety. Yeah, That's the power of what's, what we're introduced to in this program. I take one step. That thing takes 100 steps. Yes? Yeah. Thanks. There's not much demanded of us. Even that statement, uh, you have to be willing to go to any lengths. Hey, nobody, I haven't gone to much lengths in recovery. I went to any lengths in drug addiction, but the willingness to go to any lengths, I haven't really been called to go to incredible lengths when it comes to my sobriety. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So any lengths could be no length. You may, you may, all you need to do is be willing. That's the whole part of the inventory also. A lot of the uh, men's, people where let's say I fucked with someone in Europe or something. I'm not going to fly to Europe probably to make an amends to that person. But if, the, if I ran into them or if there was a way I could see them, I was willing to make the amends. Yeah, it's, yeah. So the willingness is definitely a key for sure. I hope that helps, whatever. Thanks. Thanks, mate. It's good to see you again. You were here a few weeks ago. That's awesome. Thanks. So, um, We've got a question, um, hopefully not too long-winded, from Lebowski Gandalf uh, wants to ask something. So over to you, mate. Um, I didn't see any hands up, but I did have a question. Because uh, when I started watching Paul's videos, the his take on three just changed things for me. You know, my entire experience in recovery changed with that one little shift. And then... Through these Zoom sessions, I heard him talk about six and seven as a way of sort of like a, a clearing out, a present clearing out. And I realized I'm one of those people that, you know, I did four and five with my sponsor out of the book. And then I went home and I put the book on the shelf and then I pulled it down. And I spent an hour and then I moved on to, to eight and nine, you know, and I really had no idea what I was meant to be doing with the with the with six and seven and i'm not the only person that's been confused about that that's that's had the same confusion and the same thing happened when i got on these zoom sessions some years later paul's talked about six and seven as the, as as when something is activating james you know it's a way of getting conscious again with what's going on now versus what james wants me to be distracted with and that became that came as a great as great a relief as the as your take on three. So, I guess my question is, did all this happen at one time for you when you when you saw three, you know, as being other? Did did that sort of 
then put all the other steps in perspective or was that a progressive thing for you? Uh, well, the seeing each step in that light was progressive, yeah. Yes? So when I first heard about six and seven, it was sort of like that. I had a very broad idea, a lot, a lot more specific than it ever was, but I had a broad idea about defects of character. But I didn't have the eyes to recognize the formulation or the formation of them. Yeah, I was still sort of on a consequential level. So basically they had, by the time I noticed they had come, they had picked up some steam, yeah? And basically I couldn't just, you know, chant, there is no train, there is no train as the train ran me over. <laughs> so, yeah. but as it progressed, I got to see it more coming out of the oven. Yeah, and a lot of times by listening to other people at a meeting, share about alcoholism, I recognize aspects of alcoholism that I didn't have a personal experience with, but it was still alcoholism. And I would bring that to step six and seven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, if I, you I, want I, to from the personalized version of alcoholism, there's going to be a giant bed of alcoholism resting there. That's, what <laughs> to me. that's exactly yeah. what happened to me. I was just thinking like, <clears throat> All the times in my past relationship, which I'm not in right now, um, where I could have used six and seven at, at a moment, but instead, like you just said, these defects of character were still sort of baking there, just waiting for a little sum to yeah. flare them up. And I, it was so frustrating to be in recovery and have that continue to happen. And, you know, now I'm sort of working on that, hoping to catch up. So... <laughs> Oh, you will, because yeah. you will. It's just, you know, thanks for us. You know, alcoholism has a, a set of finite traits. It doesn't have an infinite amount of traits. Yeah. Yeah. And they've been, basically, they've been recognized, most of them, by recovered alcoholics. And the big book and stuff gave us a great diagnostic tool. So when we <laughs> recognize uh, alcoholism, why not bring it to six and seven? I mean, why would we want the, the AA meeting exempt from practicing steps? Yeah. Well, as my... <clears throat> it's a nice place to practice a step is in the AA meeting. Yeah, I feel. As a divine proctologist, uh, the, first, the first procedure was three, and then this, the latest has been six and seven, so thank you. Yeah, well, yeah, good. It's sort of like a colonic. <laughs> yeah. You got to keep those tubes clean, yeah. Thank you, my and friend. After a while, it doesn't hurt. It's fine. You feel better. <laughs> you feel much lighter. Yeah. Like right now. See, a lot of stuff that's under the filing of Paul isn't Paul. <laughs> I mean, and part of the part of recovery is to go through the old files. Yeah. And, uh, and sort of rename them, so to speak. All right. That ain't Paul. That ain't Paul. That ain't Paul. And then a lot of guilt and shame is attached to those f file titles. They are. Yeah. And I mean, our relief is severely limited if we don't get the sense of what Paulus really means. The first part of the first step. 
if there's still a claiming of being the doer of shit you really had nothing to do with, you're bound by those actions. And those actions weren't precipitated by you. They were fulfilled by you, but you weren't the instigator. It was a disease, yeah? And so where's the fucking relief from that? Where's the peace that's available? Where's the forgiveness that's readily available by being clear about what powerlessness is, yeah? Powerlessness is, yeah, your whole structure, everyone's self-centeredness, its premise, its most important premise is that you're the doer of your life. Because if it wasn't, whose life would it be anyway? So the idea of being the doer is unbelievably elastic. But I mean, if you were a real addict, you must have broken the seam of that fucking pair of trousers. Because there was, it was obvious a lot of shit I did, there was no way I would have ever come up with that behavior. <laughs> yeah. And so the idea of me being the doer was sort of seen through, yeah, by deep addiction and alcoholism. I mean, why is it that we let, why do, why do we let the, pro, the disease recover while we're recovering? Why? Why do we let it get strength while we're getting strength? Let's fucking starve it, yeah? Yeah. I'm sick of it, I am. I'm sick of watching people infected with alcoholism, yeah? I mean, there's, you know, people who have had so many miracles in their lives, but when push comes to shove, it doesn't matter. The fucking old view wins out. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of it in my own life, and I'm really tired of having to hear from others, yeah? Because perhaps there's a better way. Trusting something infinite. Let's get, uh, did I do all that behavior? Am I guilty of all that fucking behavior or am I not? Yeah. <laughs> you know, really, if, if I, so I'm, I have a tendency to fall on rugs and look for cocaine. No, I don't. I haven't done that in 30 something years. Yeah, a lot of these behaviors that were just categorized as mine it's good to go over those files because you've been convicted under false pretenses. Some of us are living out a sentence, a mental sentence that won't allow us to have a fucking good day because of what we did. Yeah? But did we do it? I mean, really, take a look. Did I do that? Did I do it? Or was I driven to do it? So, yeah, I'm accountable. I am not... I am completely accountable in this world for what happens through me. But I'm not, a lot of the shit that happened through me, I wasn't responsible for. Let's be fucking clear about that. Yeah? I just wasn't for so long. And I'm really, anyway, I don't want to plug you no more. I'm just so grateful because I, when I heard that message, it just really shifted a lot of stuff I was carrying in sobriety, you know, for no reason. And yeah, because the files, there's so many files that get uninvestigated. Yeah, because we've been fed a belief. We're living a program, a self-centered program, that we are the doer of whatever's happened through us no matter what. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, a, a real active alcoholic and a real active addict, that should have been fucking seen through by now because uh, there's no way I set out and planned on doing a lot of the shit I did when I used to go out. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. And uh, it's like dead weight we're carrying while we're getting lighter every day. We're carrying a huge dead weight. We're going against the, the we're, we're like the, the antagonizing force that's rebelling against the recovery. It's insane. Yeah. So yeah, the first step and the third step. The third step is, yeah, you find yourself on the operating table. Don't fucking get up. Don't play doctor. Yeah. And let the recovery continue. And let the open up your old files to some new reviews. And maybe there'll be some forgiveness in there. Yeah. Shit. Thank I don't know. I just don't... Uh... Yeah. All right. There's the banner, I'm sober. Yeah? Far out. Yeah? All right. But what, what, how is that for you? Has it brought relief? Has it brought a new basis in life? Uh, do you feel assured when there's no evidence to feel assured? Do you feel like you're taken care of even when it looks like you're not being taken care of? Are those in place? Are those possibilities that can become the foundation you're living from? I think they're possible. I don't see why we have to live in, you know, constant fear and tie the little fear and a little anxiety all day so the big fear won't happen to us. I see that as a slavery to that which is playing God. Yeah. When God shows up, you'll see that which is playing God is not you. You'll see it. Yeah. False evidence won't appear real to you anymore. You'll have eyes to see and ears to hear. You'll recognize how much fucking shit's going on is advertising. It's just complete advertising. Mm. And you've had that product and it sucked. <laughs> Why do you know? You know, you know how if they like Amazon, you have to get like a tutorial to cancel a fucking subscription to certain things now. Yeah, it's like you've got to get a book. Just the where is the cancel button? I can't fucking navigate through all this. And then once you get there, they say, "Are you sure?" Uh, uh, yeah, well, well, you know, they just what? It sounds just like the head. You know what I mean? It just oh, there's no canceling. You've got to whatever, and then it wants you to forget. So then the next month comes, and oh, another ten bucks goes its way. Yeah, it sounds just like the head. You can find the cancel button. You can't. Somebody, the higher power will put your finger on it. Oh, no, no, no. Cancel. Hit it. See what happens. Fucking, why do you want a $10 to Amazon, $10 to Spotify, $10 to this, $10 to that? <laughs> it's like fucking you're getting sucked dry. You're like living under a giant extortion plan. Yeah. Perhaps there's a better way. Fuck, it doesn't have to look big. You can just be free to walk your backyard and stop at every flower. You don't have to have a story 
Oh, I don't have time to stop at a flower? Fuck that. Yeah. Isn't it insane? You work hard to get somewhere, and then when you get there, it tells you you got to leave as soon as possible? I mean, fuck. That's insane. I remember when I used to meditate a lot. You'd meditate at these retreats, and then once you entered the peace, that's when you wanted to get up. While the shit was going crazy, you'd sit there like a fucking samurai. <laughs> Once you got into joy, oh, oh, you're up, yeah? Yeah, it's insane. I mean, you can't. It's like trying to herd cats. They're not going to become your friend, yeah? Cancel the subscription, please. Oh, but I won't be me. Thank God. You'll fucking thank God you're not you. You will. Oh, I don't like the deal. I'm going to lose so much. No. All that so much doesn't add up to anything, really. Yeah. You'll be a, such a better addition of Paul without Paul uh, leading the way. Yeah. <laughs> Six and seven is just that. How are, you know... Alcoholism reveals itself. It does. It does. It reveals itself. Before it can produce, it, ha it has to get you into a fuck it to start getting real consequences, yeah? It's stuck. It's stuck inside, seemingly. A thought isn't going to get you in jail unless it compels an action, yeah? This is what it's doing. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you, man. Wow. Thank you. Cheers, Lebowski. I, that was awesome. I just never got this off of like, uh, you know, I would find, um, you know, Suzuki or, you know, Ramana Maharshi or Gizardurgata. Yeah, thank you. But when I popped on yours, I, you know, it was just the language you speak, man. Thank you. Well, great. That's what, yeah. Cheers, Gandalf. All right, Helen, I think is a friend of yours, Paul. Helen? Yeah. Oh, hello. No, no, I've, no, I've never met oh, you. I've, right. just, I've just followed you for years. Um, I'm not al alcoholic, but um, I am addictive. I've got a very addictive personality. I'm addicted to a lot of things, alcohol included, probably. Um, but I, I was... Um, I, I was very interested in what you were saying at the, la the last meeting. Um, it was on Facebook, on um, on YouTube, um, about you your great your great fear that you'd divulge eventually, or you know, I, I feel that this addictive stuff is what you described it as. I'm running away from something. I'm clutching, 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 and while I'm running away, I'm clutching at things to be addicted by and thoughts. Definitely, I can see it. I can see I'm addicted with thoughts. You wanted in some way in your your last um, your last talk just then, saying um, uh, what, what did you say? Something about um, yeah. If if you lose what you're frightened of, you might not be you. Does that make sense? Yeah, if you, of course. Yeah. Yeah. If I turn and face what I'm frightened to lose, would I not be me? I think, but I think you, you went somewhere to answering that just now. That you said, no, you'll well, be a better you. What haven't, you're, you're, 
the bondage is this. That's what the bondage of self is. The bondage is of self is like a marathon runner in a closet. The bondage of self is that you have an eight foot reach, but you only have four feet reach. Yeah, this is the bondage of self. You wanna be, you wanna be at peace or feel happiness, but you don't feel like you deserve it. So anytime there's peace or happiness, you become the thing that rushes it to an expiration point. Yes, this is the bondage of self. Yeah, your abilities get constrained. Yeah, your options get severely limited. Your possibilities become very few and they're cast in time. Yeah, I will be okay. Never I am okay. I hope I will be okay. It's bondage, of, it's a slavery. It has like 50 different lengths of chain and you, it's changing all day. And sometimes you feel like so much better because you're on a longer chain. But there's a bondage. Yes. There still it's is, yes. It's a lot of information and it's definitely suppressing a lot of expression. Completely. We live on, in fear when there's no apparent threat. That to me is insane. You know? And then when there's no apparent threat, we let mental anxiety take fear's place. And then when we diagnose it, we call it fear, which it isn't. It's mental anxiety. Fear is a valid emotion. You have it at times in life. But mental anxiety is a chronic, chronic fucking, like getting a, a mild electrocution all day. Yeah? Jesus Christ. It's, you know, it gives you, it, it wants you to have this great, oh, when it gets this way, I'll really be able to embrace it. You can't embrace it with an arthrot arthritic hold, yeah? We become arthrit arthritic. We become fucking rigid. We've been in a, we've been in a, a mental yogic posture, one mental yogic posture of self-centeredness. And we think that, oh, if it only did this and I met that person, I would open up like a flower. You're not fucking going to open up like a flower. No. Get clear on that. This thing is draining you. It's living as you. It gets stronger by you getting weaker. It's not a win-win. There's never a win-win with a parasite host relationship. It's a win-lose. Yeah? It's promising you protection and security so that you'll stay with the familiar misery. I saw her kill my mother like that. That's what I saw. A very powerful woman. Circumstances happened. Started finding solace in a beer. And then she would just sleep in the couch every night. And if I went, came home and I tried, and the TV volume would be so low because she was afraid the neighbors could hear it. We had our own house. The neighbors were like in another house. And when I tried to put the volume up, she'd rise from the dead. <gasps> What are the neighbors going to think? Unfucking believable How can we live like this? No. Yeah? No. She didn't start out that way. She's a very powerful person. Took care of me and my brothers and sisters unbelievably. Took us to the beach after work almost every night in the summer. I'll let that. To watch someone just, you know, and you can't see the chains. You can just see how people respond to chains. The chains are manufactured by something else. Yeah? 
They're imaginary, to, they're imaginary to everyone else's eyes, but they're as real as real could be to us. Yeah. Yeah, this is about, this isn't about, oh, you know, I think you can be brazen about freedom. I do. I think you can be fucking, you know, let's cast fucking shit to the wind and see what happens. You know, I find so many people don't want to make a move unless they're guaranteed a, re a re uh, result. Man, to me, life, AA taught me just to put my foot out and a stair will appear. Yeah? Put my foot out. If I'm in a bad situation, leave that fucking situation. Yeah? Don't weigh at the, the pros and cons. Feel it in your gut and take a chance. You'll be caught. We're in good hands. Yeah? Why do we want to play it small so fucking much? That's not humility. That's not humility. Humility is right-sizedness. Humility isn't smallness. Humility is the lack of identification as the one, yeah? When you're in humility, you don't know you're in humility. It has nothing to do with the fucking idea of being Paul, yeah? Humility isn't smallness. It isn't meekness. It's right-sizedness. And you know what? It's, we don't make up the size. But the higher power makes our size up. Yeah? This idea that God gives us only what we can deal with. No, God gives us what it can deal with. Yeah? It's not framed by us. God is demanding more of us because there's more available as us. Yeah? This is just the member's eye view. I'm not talking about the bondage of self isn't what you think. It's the bondage of self is like it, it limits your grasp. It, it limits your growth. It diverts this. It limits that. It puts a blanket on that. It does it in a lot of thousands of different ways where it produces a sense of fatalism in a way where you finally accept your lot in life. That lot in life isn't your lot in life. Yeah. I wouldn't go willingly that to that end. I wouldn't. I'd put up a fucking fight now. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be okay. It ain't okay. It isn't. I can't fucking breathe. You know, we have a big movement in recovery. I mean, in the world, in America... I can't breathe. Well, that's what the bondage of self is like. It, it causes you not to be able to fucking breathe, really. Yeah? And then you have to look for outside sources of oxygen. The fucking just... It's got us on life support in a lot of ways, the disease. It has. It's crippled us. Yeah? And we don't even know. We don't know the exact nature of the wrong. We keep... When it enters any... When it enters our life, we call it me. It's unbelievable. We don't even see the foreignness of it. We just, oh, oh, it's oh, good old Paul again. Yeah. It's not. It's the same wolf masquerading in a lot of different costumes. Recognize it. Yeah. There's a freedom available, and it's from it, not with it or for it. You're not going to reach the heights as self. You're not.
No, no way. So I'm happy to see you, honey. Yeah, and you know, let the feelings come out. Shit, I feel the same way. I mean, I mean, I felt like I was muffled for 20 years. 20 years, I couldn't have a viable relationship with another person. That's insanity. Yeah, I mean, we have the ability to adapt, but I think it's taken it too far. We've adapted to inhospitable conditions. We have. I mean, I don't think that's a. I don't think that's the use of. That's the wise use of adaptability. I don't. I don't want to adapt to the disease. Yeah, I want to see it as something I can be free from and I can outgrow. I don't want to grow with it. I don't. You know. I don't want to therapize it. I don't want to socialize it. Yeah. So, I feel for you, honey. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. But you're in great hands. We're in great hands. Those tears are for the yesterday. You'll have joy for today. Yeah. Oh, no. oh I love you. I love you. I only laugh because I felt the same way before. So, really glad you're here. Thank you, Helen. It's lovely to see you. We're, we're back. Come on Saturday to Paul's other, his own thing, which is his uh, website. Is it all right? Can I do that? Of course you can. Yeah. See you then. You can come all the time, Helen. Yeah. Thank Saturday, you. Saturday at 1.30 uh, uh, California time, Pacific time, which will be 9.30 UK time in Manchester. So yes. along, and that's awesome. You'll, you'll love that as well. So. And you can stay after. There's people that stay after the talk, you know, on yeah. Tuesdays oh, and Thursdays. Yeah. You yeah, can have yeah, fellowship, yeah. Ellen. Oh, yeah, let you. it out. Let it out. Let it out. It's not you. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. Really? Really? You're so very welcome, Helen. Very lovely oh. to see you. Okay? <laughs> Be joyful. Thank you. No worries. Okay. That's wonderful to see you. So, um... Okay, so um, a few of the hands have gone down, but I think we'll wrap it up with Howard uh, from Los Angeles. Howard, over to you, man. Hey, bro. It's just that last riff was just so, you know, advertising is trying to catch us all the time. One of the <laughs> things I feel when I'm buzzing around is just how much this world wants to suck me right back into mine, into, into the inability to cancel when I'm going to call Dollar Shave this afternoon and I'm canceling, you know, and I, <laughs> even, if I, even if I don't cancel them, I'm going to put them on my terms. They want to <laughs> ship every, they want to ship every month. I don't need your shit every month. I want to, I want to put you on my terms. Cause then that dovetails into what you just said, which was so fucking beautiful. Excuse the French that, the, uh, in all those relationships, I'm, I've fallen asleep a little bit, and I'm playing small in all of those places. We're supposed to live huge. You know, the, 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 the 12 steps is the most beautiful thing, and it's huge. It's expansive, and it's the, 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 the happy, joyous, and free, the road of recovery. And, and um, I just see in advertising and in the brainwashing and the subtlety of this universe, it always wants me to fall back on accepting what you're going to give me. Well, I don't want what half the people want to give me. I, I, you know, I don't even want it. I don't want crumbs. Why do I want your crumbs? And they want to sell me on the crumbs. And my big thing is, and my question is, you know, so uh, how do you stay vigilant? Because I'll fall asleep a little bit and take the crumbs. 
So that's a question. And great riff. Unbelievable. Question. Unbelievable okay. riff. Yeah. Well, let's, you know, right now, <laughs> let's just say in this little world of squares, a portal has opened. Let's just enjoy that portal. Don't worry about being vigilant later. Yeah. Okay. The greatest impacts, the greatest impacts are now. Just let now do its thing. Yes. Good enough. Yeah. You'll get tattooed. You'll get tattooed. And then those tattoos will seek expression. Yeah. You've been tattooed. You've been served the subpoena. Yes. Just let it play out. Yeah. Don't worry about vigilance. Yeah. That calls upon you to be a police to watch for the thief. Both of them aren't you. Yeah, just, this was moving. Helen moved me, and let's just stay moved. <laughs> Why move where anywhere else, yeah? Yeah, this is what you do six and seven on. If something came up during this little riff, then in a minute or two, you take six and seven and uh, let's say the sadness of my mother. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because whatever has occurred in my life, you better believe the parasite was has been using it itself. Yeah, and I don't want it to feed on my sadness of my mother. I don't. So I offer it to that power. Yes. Yeah. All the shit, all those things that happened that the parasite has claimed and has been feeding on, I like it to get washed off. And that's step six and seven, yeah? Let it get reconfigured, let it get like antis, like what is it, sanitized, and then let it drop down again. And I'll see a beauty in, in, in all those things. I'll see that it can be helpful to others. There'll be a lot of stuff gets revealed, yeah? I don't wanna have the sadness of my mother held, by the parasite, it just fucking, it's just, it doesn't use it for what you would hope would be a, an uplifting and an expanding thing. It wants to fucking close you down even more. So, yeah. I'm, I'm always surprised by these days, yeah. I'm always surprised. It's so beautiful. I don't really come in with much expectation because the habits are in place, I just do it, yeah, I just show up. But I am always unbelievably surprised. I haven't moved at all from the couch, but there's been such movement, it's unbelievable. It's really, it's sort of like I went on a round-the-world trip. <laughs> really, I've seen so much in this hour, it just blows my mind, yeah? You're just thinking you're getting on the same old horse with the same old saddle, but it always takes me to new places. I mean, that's what I love. Yeah? If I don't have an idea or, a, or a, a frame for the outcome, the outcome is so always unbelievable. It's so much more than I could have imagined from this small point of view. I mean, this, that isn't just to be left. That's meant to be used to build other possibilities, yeah? I've been doing this stuff since, you know, my third year of sobriety. I was asked to speak and lead a fourth-step workshop in San Francisco. And I swear, I've, done, I've shown up for thousands of things like this. And I've been in thousands of different conditions, physical, bad, sinus infections, 
not having any money, tons of ways, and none of them, none of them could prevent that which was coming through. I mean, it's beautiful to me. It's a beautiful demonstration of this better way. Trusting something infinite. And so, so then what happens will be based on its infinite qualities, not on your finite little conditions and circumstances, yeah? The me of all the people in the meeting will be overridden by the we, and then the meeting will present to newcomers a love and tolerance when there's no one who's loving and tolerant at the meeting. This is the power that we're engaged with, yeah? Fuck. So... Yep, I'm really, uh, I'm just quite moved today. It's a nice, nice, uh, yeah, fantastic. So thank right. you. Thank you, Helen. Thank everyone. Thank you. And thank this power that, uh, you know, man manifests through our little group uh, squaredom. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I think that's it for me, eh? Yeah, great. Um, just to say to everyone, the, the Daz has put the um, the times for the for the various meetings that go on with Paul in the chat box. So if you want to um, hang about after the meet, we are going to have a bit of fellowship afterwards. So Helen and the like, if you want to hang around and have a chat about this, what uh, Paul's been talking about, that's great. But um, yeah, Paul, do you want to say goodbyes and then you'll shoot off, mate? Yeah, yeah, I do. So let me say, well, David, thank you and and uh, James for setting up the platform and Daz. Without that, this wouldn't be happening. Without David and James and Daz and Mike, Mike Z, who runs all of uh, Zen Bitch Slap. <laughs> all right, so there's Mike, Dave. They're all lined up. It's nice. David, James, and Mike. There's Walter. Nice to see you, Walter. You don't look like a Walter, but uh, all right. There you go. Rob, again. Virginia, nice to see you. Paul, with the striped shirt, nice to see you, Paul. Jim and Trish, Trish is taking the place of Jim today. Nice to see you guys. Uh, we got Daz, Daz, Daz is also has a lot to do with these talks. Jack is turned into water, fantastic. <laughs> Kurt, nice to see you, Kurt. Always a pleasure, simpatico. We got Richard, nice to meet you, Richard. Sydney, an old friend, Sydney. I hope you are well, Sydney. Yes. Nice to see you, Helen. Take it easy. Yeah. 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 Chris, fantastic. Sukai has gone dark. Uh, Elena, Elena, you're moving around more and more. You're getting frisky in your early sobriety. Good. We got Jess. Nice to see you, Jess. Just made one of the, a great t-shirt on the website called the Spiritual Subpoena. I got to get that shirt. Michael, Stacy, Robert. We got Kate with the hat on today. Little Sunny over there. Mickey, fantastic. Kerry, great to see you again. Howard, fantastic. See you in the car. Yeah. Sunny, nice to see you there. Zoe, always a pleasure, Zoe. We got uh, G, G was resting in quietude today. That's good, G. Beatrice, nice to see you, Beatrice. You're on fire, Beatrice. Let it burn. <laughs> Topher. Malcolm, fantastic, Malcolm. 
traveling lighter day by day. <laughs> Teresa, Sylvester, all these people have blacked themselves out. So I'm just, uh, thanks again, everyone, for this platform. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lifeblood for me, too. It's, uh, yeah. You know, there's a, you're compelled to share. You need a canvas to paint, yeah? So, so thank you for giving me the art studio. I appreciate yeah. it. See you guys. See everybody. Take see, care. Tuesday. See you Saturday. Yes, yeah, see you guys. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thanks.